Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. And we are back once again. Uh, only one show this week. I know Daryl is disappointed about that, but how you doing, Daryl? Doing pretty good, Dan. How are you? I'm doing good. A little busy, uh, you know, as, as things start opening back up here. Uh, been a little bit more busy. I had to actually go to work and, and do a meeting. It's weird. Actually, Bless your little work. heart. You had to go to work. Bless your ever-loving heart. I had to go in, yes. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it was good, though, to, uh, you know, see some, some people besides my family members that I live with. Um but, yeah, you can only look at them so much, can't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like I said before, I miss the gym more than anything because my gym is my peace and quiet time where I get to just go and zone out for a little while. Um, so, right. So, yeah, that's still not open. It won't be open for a while. But magically, the pool's going to open. Oh, really? The pool's going to be open. But my gym's like like it's the same building. It's a YMCA. I don't understand how a pool can be open but the gym can't be. But... Yeah, that don't make much sense. <laughs> that's like that's like where I live. I'm pretty close to Delaware and Maryland. So in Delaware, you can eat inside a restaurant, but in Maryland, you have to eat outside of a restaurant. Wow. And in Pennsylvania, starting well, I guess by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be uh, past midnight on June the fifth and it um you'll be allowed to eat outside in pennsylvania as well so so go figure i don't know you go (laughs) figure it out um that's that's the all the world news we're going to talk about we are going to take the uh stick to football (laughs) uh if you want to listen to one of the podcasts uh covering the politics Involving, no, uh, I don't. Well, I I'm don't. not saying you. I'm saying one of our listeners, if they want to listen to a, any podcast about social injustice or about Ugh. chill, or right. about the COVID or about anything else political, there's a hundred thousand of them out there. I'm sure. Um, At least a hundred thousand. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, but there are some good ones, so go check those out. We will not be doing that. We consider ourselves, uh, I guess, experts is the word to use. <laughs> we use that loosely <laughs> around here. Uh, in IDP. So that's what we're going to stick to. And we'll let the um, other podcasts. Uh, I know I've listened to a couple podcasts that have happened this week, and they're like, you know taking the same kind of path which i think you know is good um right it is a sensitive topic and we are not here to alienate anybody or make them feel bad about their opinions but anyways um our opinions i, I guess i don't even know daryl's opinion on the matter we haven't really talked about that but 
Um, we'll, we'll stick it's to football. It's probably a good thing we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It might be. But there's a, one thing we can all agree on, and that is that this is great. <laughs> That's one hey, thing that will unify the way, country. Way too early for that. I mean, come on now. Leroy Jenkins will unify the country. True, will. I, I still hate you and Dingus. Equally. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Sure. Anyways, uh, let's uh, get... Well, today, before we, we go any further, we're going to talk about defensive tackles. No guests tonight. It's just the two of us. Um, we, we... I don't know. Just didn't really... Lucky us. Yeah, lucky <laughs> us. Just the two of us. We, we had to put up with each other all the time, but um, we're going to keep it simple, keep it to the point. Um, before we do get into it, though, uh, we are recording our very first Patreon episode after this show, uh, in, which, in which you will get to hear some clips that I've been holding on to, some sound bites that I've been holding on to oh, that Lord. I can't necessarily play. Um, and we, we are running this first, uh, episode because we got our very first patron. So thank you, David Matula. Sweet. Longtime listener said he's thank been listening you. since the, uh, since we took over for JJ. So that's a couple of years worth of listening. So Man. obviously wow, he enjoys the show or else we've brainwashed him to the fact that he must listen that the background music that I, I've been playing that's saying you must listen to the show is working, it seems like. Uh, so, But we thank you for your patronage, and uh, we will... Uh, we've been in touch. Uh, and yes, we, we do. We thank we, everybody, actually. Yes. You know, we, we have other listeners that support us in different ways, either joining the websites that we work for or write for. Right. Or buying magazines that we write on. Um, you know, things like that. This is one more way you can help kind of support us. This goes directly back into the show. This is not necessarily money that we're going to ever see, but uh, the upkeep of the show kind of does cost us a little bit. So it helps us to cover those costs. So, Daryl, you're not going to see any of this. It's going to go right back into the uh, damn paying for, for damn. Next, paying for the things for next year fund. Yeah, you know, that's fine. I'll keep working on Budweiser and Jim Beam to help my habit. Yes, Budweiser and Jim Beam. <laughs> I, I saw you, I, you know, Daryl said he had to talk business with me before the show. Just a little glimpse behind the fourth wall. And uh, then I saw his tweet about Budweiser and I thought, man, did he really sucker Budweiser into sponsoring us? <laughs> I and, don't, and, it's the dream. Don't give up on it. Don't be a dream crusher. I got this. You keep drinking those Budweisers, and maybe hey. one day they'll call a comment. You know, if we it should kills maybe. Me, I got this. <laughs> we should maybe you just work on maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer and drink some Steve Weisers. Hey, there's an idea. The Let me work. Skull. I'm working on that now. Go go at Stone Cold and. Uh, you know, I got the shaved head and all that. You know, and I'll there stun the go, hell out of anybody anywhere they're standing. So. <laughs> There you go. But anyway, we're going to get to talk about D-Tackles. Uh, go join the Patreon, and you can hear this uh, rambling and ranting for about a, I don't know, we'll, we'll see how long we want to talk and, and 
Till Dan gets tired. <laughs> Till Dan says, I've had enough, pretty much. Uh, but we're going to talk about defensive tackles in Dynasty. We also had a couple questions about rookies that we'll touch right. on a little bit. Uh, and, and what our thoughts on some defensive defensive tackle rookies. Um, and as always, check out the IDP Nation handle. Go send us your questions over there. Uh, I try to check that. I, I do actually have it on my computer now, so I check it a little bit more often um, than I used to, so you can send those there. Adding us is probably your best bet if you want something very quick, because <laughs> uh, at Dan 8 and at Hollywood Titan, it's now different. you got to change your team name in our listener league now. Yes. Speaking of, that draft is still going. Um, I seem to pick every other day. And listener one. Listener League 2. Listener League 1, I think, is just about wrapped up. I traded I'm my last two. I'm always on the clocks. <laughs> yes, you are. You, you, you're eternally on the clock. But Sleeper, <laughs> the uh, Listener League 1, I think, is wrapping up. I traded my last two picks for a future fifth. So I said, you oh, know, really? I, I did. Um, Look at somebody, you. Somebody wanted them, and I was like, you know... I kind of got. I mean, I could pick up guys off free agency and put them on my taxi squad. So I feel pretty good about my team. I need Speaking a, of I our a first linebacker, you know, I traded a. a tra- you should yeah, trade I traded a, a pick to Trip, and he used that pick. He he used that pick to take my guy Daryl Taylor. So I'm really upset with Trip right now. Well, that's called good scouting. Uh huh. That's called quit listening to what I say on this podcast. Well, that's the issue that we have <laughs> is we put our ideas out there, and uh, if people want to listen, right. yeah, we are done. I'm done drafting. I don't know. Yeah, you guys are still drafting. I'm done because I traded my last two picks. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are still drafting. Well, I felt pretty good about my draft. I mean, in Lister League One, yeah. I didn't have a first or a second round pick because I traded those as part of a DeAndre Hopkins deal. Which hey, <sighs> I got DeAndre Hopkins, so I'm happy. Um, but so I got a, I had the three one and three ten, and I took uh, Lynn Bowden, and I took. Ooh, I love Lynn Bowden. He's going to be so good for the Raiders. Yeah, I just don't know, like you know. I expect him to play pretty decently more towards the end of the season, probably. But, yeah, I think so too, but he's going to be like a Swiss Army knife for them. Yeah. So then at the late third, I took Jordan Brooks because, I don't know. The Seahawks of spent a lot. Of course you did. Why wouldn't you? Well, I needed a linebacker bad in this league, and all the top guys were gone. <laughs> so I, I took him because I was sitting, let's see. Yeah, Queen went a whole round before me. Murray went. Wilson went. Gay went. Simmons went real early. Right. So I was like, eh, I, I'm going to grab Brooks because the, the Seahawks spent the draft capital on him. I could have. I was, I was debating right. between Malik Harrison. I almost took Malik Harrison. But... Oh, I love me some Malik Harrison right now. Really do. You took the him. value where he's going in, in rookie drafts. <laughs> you took him at 313. Loving it. So obviously you do love him. Uh, but yeah, Chason went really late. I think because he's down a little further on sleepers ADP. But 
I don't know. I'm out on I'm out on Chase on. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm you not are. taking him anywhere. Um, I mean, really, I mean, you think about it. If you can't produce for LSU during a championship run with that loaded of a team, if you can't produce a pass rush then, what makes you think you can do it in the NFL? I mean, I and somebody I forget who it was. Man, I wish to who I wish I could remember who it was. But they said if you can have production as a pass rusher at college, that translates to being able to be a pass rusher in the pros. And, you know, I've kind of looked at different players for the last couple of weeks, and it's true. And Chason doesn't have that. So I don't I don't really see him jumping to the NFL and saying, oh, now I'm a pass rusher. I, I just don't see that. I'm not buying that. Well, we'll see. Um, anyway, I escaped here. I had no first or second and now no sixth or seventh round picks. But I got Bowden, Eno Benjamin, Jordan Ooh, Brooks. Eno. I got Jordan Brooks, Davion Taylor, and Grant Delpit. So I feel pretty decent about my my haul considering, considering I didn't have many picks and I didn't have a first or a second. I'm pretty happy. That's not a bad draft. It really isn't. I mean, Davion, I think he's a he's a sleeper for the Eagles. I mean, he could step in and, you know, if he picks up the playbook and learns it right away, I think he could be a uh, a good get for IDP fantasy owners because he's going kind of low in drafts right now. So I mean, that's a good that's a good pick right there. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, that listener league is uh, wrapping up uh, our, our listener league two that's uh, brought to us by myfantasyleague.com, uh, which uh, really is my favorite site. I mean, it is mine too. I my mean, fantasy league. If, if they don't believe me, they can look me up at. Uh, <laughs> I'm, my username is seahawksdan8, and you can see that for the past three years, I've had like fifty leagues. On, Same on here with me. I mean, they so. they give you the most bang for your buck. I mean, I know a lot of people like Sleeper, and I like Sleeper, but they don't give you the full gamut of what I'm looking for with setup, yeah. uh, all this, that, and the other. You know, I just I don't find a better deal anywhere. And, I, and I'm on everywhere. I'm on Flea Flicker, and I'm on uh, Sleeper. I'm on um, Fan Tracks and this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, my fantasy league is the best site for what I want. Well, let me tell you something else too, real quick. Um, we had an issue in our listener league with uh, the draft. Uh, some of the players weren't showing up. Some of the free agent guys, uh, like uh, Jadavian Clowney, was the guy in question. And right. I sent a help ticket, and I got an answer within half hour, easily. It says twenty four hours. Oh, but, they're so good on. They were, yeah, they're they were really uh, good on yeah. answering your replies. So we thank them for their uh, help in bringing the Listener League because we wanted to have it on myfantasyleague.com. And, Absolutely. Because um, that's where I prefer to play. I know I know some people aren't fans, but that's where I like to play. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll change their mind. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely will try to. Um, but, yeah, their they're tools – for commission as soon as you get used to it. I mean, it's like everything else. You got to get used to it. Yeah. Once you're used to it. Right. Like, I, I don't want to 
go like people have invited us to a couple different other leagues that are on like flea flicker or you know something else i just i'm, I'm like i can't learn a new site like if it's not my fancy league <laughs> i don't want to be in it and even then right. hashtag no new leagues and we end up with like you know five <laughs> there you go i'm i'm a i'm a co-owner in a, in a league now uh which you know I almost didn't, but I was like, ah, I'm only co-owning. I can, I can suck it up and do it. I like drafting anyway, so. I do too. Love it. Yeah. But speaking of drafting, we are going to go through the defensive tackles. But first, let's get to the good news, everyone. So what we got going around the NFL? Uh, yes, a few quick notes. Uh, retired linebacker Luke Keekley is considering joining the Carolina Panthers coaching staff, and this is something back when he first said he was done, me and you kind of thought this would happen, and it looks like it's going to uh, – it looks like it's really going to happen. So, I think it's a done deal. I think he did sign. Oh, okay. So, Last I seen, he was considering. So maybe I think Eric, Eric, uh, Eric retweeted something or, or said something about – I mean, that makes perfect team. sense, though. I mean – an elite guy at his position for his whole career, and now he gets to teach his. I love to see that, guys, you know. See, I think he you – know, I almost think he'd be a better scout as a – for offensive players because I think he is so good at diagnosing things from his perspective as a linebacker. Right. I think he can almost tell offensive skill-wise who – you know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. I mean, when he's playing, you can see it when he plays. Yeah. Like, I mean, almost... I mean, I'm sure he could scout defense, too. But I'm saying I think he would be – because he, he was so good at picking up on yep. on the slightest thing that would tip a playoff, and he would know the... exactly what play is coming because he watched hours His... of film. So Yeah. His play recognition was – second to none really i mean he could as yeah. soon as they line up in the formation he's already barking out you know whatever the calls were i don't know what their calls were but he's already barking it out and you can tell he knows mm-hmm. i mean he's studied he's put the time in players like that don't come around very often so what he can give you know as a coach as you know whatever he's coaching defense linebackers whatever offense you know i mean well, he's, he's gonna be scouting, so, so. so he's gonna be in the front office more like you know scouting college so i mean maybe you he don't can come you, you don't hang you don't let us. players get away like that they're so valuable yeah what else do we have uh here's one the titans outside linebacker harold landry snap count could be um reduced in 2020 they think uh he played too many snaps which Everyone knows I'm not a big Harold Landry fan, but I kind of get this, you know. He's more of a situational guy. So you want to scale his reps back, put him in good positions to to excel. Um, but if you're banking on him in IDP leagues to be an every-down guy, I don't He's think you, this is someone that you really want to push all in on. Well, you know why he's probably not going to see as many snaps in 2020 is because the Tennessee Titans are going to sign uh, Jadavian Clowney. We can How's only that hope. for a hot take? We can only hope. I second that hot take. I'll take it. I mean, you got Vic Beasley. 
you got I know you're not I'm not big on Vic Beasley, but Vic Beasley and Harold Landry no. are basically your outside guys. They're competing for snaps, and if well, if they Clowney, signed Clowney, it's going to be Clowney and Landry. They didn't sign Beasley for nothing. He's going to play. They didn't sign him for nothing, but I'm telling you, if they sound Clowney, it's going to be Clowney and, and Landry. Beasley is well, a backup just, rotational guy. I mean, you just told me that they're going to be doing that backup rotation or they're they're gonna situationally use they are Landry so but it's still and, and I think that's where you see the rotation you're, if they sign Clowney you're gonna have Clowney at one spot you're gonna have probably Landry at the other spot and Beasley's gonna come in and spell both of those guys he's probably gonna spell Landry more than Clowney I mean it's just where it is I mean all right, what else you got? And the last piece is Danico Autry and Taquan Lewis are are the potential replacements for Jabal Sheard for the Colts as their edge rusher. You know, this is this is what I gotta say. No God! <laughs> no God! Please no! 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 Jabal, well, you know, as a, Jabal as Sheard a Titan, can't get a job anywhere. You know, as a Titans fan, I'm loving this. I mean, hey. Well, Denico Ultra, I guess, is going to kick because he was a tackle, so he's going to kick out the end. I guess could be and, if he wins. He could a, be. And Tyquan Lewis was. Uh, I mean, he's a tweener because he was. You know, they they've been back and forth with him when they drafted him. They called him a defensive end. He got moved inside talking about moving back outside right. i don't know i mean they got justin houston they got kamiko Ture, i think is your major edge guys um, well you got to remember what are they going to do with uh deforce buckner too i mean i know he's a defensive tackle but he can't kick outside so he's gonna wreck stuff no he's not he's deforce buckner <laughs> oh he's Where's, gonna wreck he's stuff patreon I wish we was in Patreon. I'd drop it right now. You know uh, what I'm talking about. Maybe we will tell that story in full today. Oh, that's the best story ever. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I like DeForest Buckner. He's probably going to play inside. Yeah. Um, he can kick outside, and I'm sure they will use him at times outside. But yeah. with Sheard going, you got Danico Autry and Tyquan Lewis. I think Autry probably has the edge there, but neither one of them are really going to set your IDP fantasy rosters on fire. But they're they're players that you want to target as far as backups. Yep. That all? Is that all? That is it. Well, we do have one more thing. Boom. I'll let you do the honors. Yes. So as many of you know and follow us, we're on Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and so on. But as of today, we are officially on iHeartRadio. It's uh, been a little oh. bit of a job getting that took care of, but 
it finally came to some fruition today. A little hard work, but we are officially on iHeartRadio under IDP Nation. So if that's something that you have or can listen at podcast is, we are now officially there. Yes. And I thought I had done that months, years ago. I don't know. But yeah, we are finally I mean, we, on there. We are also, we are on pretty much anything. So any yeah, podcatcher you, you, you have. Yeah, you kindly talked about it, and I yeah. checked it out and couldn't find it. And uh, it took a couple of months. And uh, today we kind of had some back and forth with, uh, with their uh, team. And uh, I got it officially there and i went and looked personally today and it is there idp nation on iHeartRadio. it's sweet so we are taking over the globe we are one heart radio at a time that's right but anyway um and you could you could check for our patreon episodes at patreon.com and you could join and get those delivered i i have to figure out exactly i think i'm just uploading the uh the sound clip the the th- i guess you can play it right from there or it'll send it to your podcatcher whatever um but wow. yeah i i test ran it earlier with an old old episode and we can just throw it up and if you are a patron and you yeah. have the patreon access you can play it from your computer you can play it from the app i believe or it'll send it to a podcatcher one or the other um i kind of have to play around with that to make sure it works but if it doesn't work let me know and i can i don't know just send you the sound file Um, david and whoever else decides to to join us on the patreon um thank you david thank you yes we are appreciative um, so that was pretty exciting Very. that we got some new new uh, potential audience members. Something else to check out. Remember, on iTunes, give us five stars. Uh, iTunes is one of the largest podcatchers or places to download your podcasts. So that is uh, helpful to give us five stars and to leave us a review reviews are nice um but you know but at least give us five stars if you don't have time to leave a review uh you can you know do that just to help us out here looking at reviews please yes yeah Yeah, i don't think we've had any new ones since there we have 27 ratings but um but yeah so good stuff there Let's get into our defensive tackles. And I can't find the clip I was looking for. Here it is. Bringing back some old clips here. Trying to keep the iPad nearby um, until we get them loaded in the computer. Uh, so we're going to talk about defensive tackles. Uh, defensive tackles are not the necessarily sexiest position in IDP unless it is a starting position. Quite frankly, if it was a DL position and not a DT position, I wouldn't worry too much about these guys. Maybe the first five or six you could, you know, roster. But, you know, after you get there, I think you can pretty much ignore defensive tackle if your league just does defensive line. Um, but I, I am of the mindset, and I know you're very similar, that I like to have every position mean something. So defensive tackle, uh, you know, playing DT premium, 
playing, uh, you know, positional specific leagues. I'm a big fan of. I know some people in the IDP world want to simplify things, and, and I, uh, you know, I can listen yeah. to that. And for some and leagues, there's nothing wrong with that. For some leagues, I, I don't mind it. Like um, the autism eliminators that we are still filling, um, and I'll tweet right. that out again tomorrow for people that need a reminder. Um, there's all sorts of scoring and there's all sorts of de- defensive positions. Um, I think two of them, two of them were doing the, the IDP one, two, three, uh, that Jordan has kind of, uh, you know, created and made popular. Um, and we're going to kind of, you know, use that for two of the leagues and then we're going to use uh, two of the leagues with uh, larger rosters to kind of use some balanced scoring. Uh, the eliminators are, you know, pretty, pretty much seventeen teams. The lowest score every week gets eliminated. They're ten dollars. Uh, Hundred dollars goes to charity right off the top. Um, they will be going to um, autism speaks more than likely, and, and if not. Uh, other autism charities i know there's a lot of people uh starting to take a look i know the scott fishbowl is coming up and we have you know the toys for tots there uh rotoware has some pretty cool shirts out that you might want to do so i know right now your money might be spread somewhere else but uh, we will keep filling these until probably the beginning of august once the beginning of August rolls around, it's a little hard to draft 60 players in less than a couple weeks. So, um, so we'll keep filling those. Uh, I didn't ask you which which one you wanted to head up. I don't know. I guess we will. Whichever one you see. want me to do, I'm I'm good either way. It's for yeah, the kids, um, and I'm all about anything that's for the kids. You know, you whether it's your eliminators or Scott Fishbowl or anything like that. That's uh, a <laughs> that's something that's near and dear to my heart. I have a special spot for kids, so yeah. uh, anything I can do to help, you just tell me where you want me, and that's where I'll be. Yeah. And here's a sore spot for you. Somebody just drafted Logan Ryan. Jesus where Christ. he'll be, nobody knows. <laughs> that's still uh, a mystery. But anyway, um. Anything else news-wise? I guess not. We're on to the tackles, so... Uh, We're on to the tackles. Who you got number one? I think it's a clear-cut number one. It is Aaron Donald of the Rams. Uh, yeah. There's been some changes over the last couple of years, but he's still the dominant force at D-tackle. It's kind of a cheat code, because does he really play <laughs> defensive tackle? I, I guess he does. I, I don't know. I he guess does. he does I a mean, lot of time. They move him around, but, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. You really have to look at where he's designated in your league. And like like we said earlier, most of our leagues are on myfantasy.com. Um, and he's a defensive tackle there. Yeah, being a defensive tackle there is definitely um, an advantage to you if you can um, – if you can but get a definite, that, it's great. Yeah, definite cheat code. I mean, 
you know, if you can play him at D end and he's listed as D tackle or vice versa, or actually if he's listed as a D end, you can play him at D tackle. That's where your main value is. Um, but I think most leagues have him at D tackle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, myfantasyleague.com does. I know that. Um, so, is that your number one as well? That is my number one as well. Um, so. You know, we talk about D line. I mean, he lines up on the D line. I mean, whether that's an, considered an edge or not, that's you know hard yeah. to specify. Um, but. Yeah, I got Donald at one. Who you got two? Oh, let's see if you agree with me here. Number two, I have DeForest Buckner. So do I. I know everybody loved him in San Francisco. They were kind of wondering about the uh, the move and with the trade to Indianapolis. I hate it personally as a Titans fan, but for Indianapolis, you know, and this is the thing. They, I, what was it, pick 13 or whatever? Yeah. Who are they going to get at 13? Maybe Derek Brown, maybe Javon Kinlaw. They got Javon and Kinlaw. No offense to them. <laughs> Both of those are dominant rookies. But I don't think they are what DeForest Buckner was. And if that's who they're targeting, I think it was a good trade for them. I mean, you know, they're getting their defensive tackle. He's really not that old. He's a he's a dominant guy at the position. So it just made sense for me. And I think I like it. I mean, for them personally, but for me, but, I mean, I, the, the reason they <laughs> the reason they traded him is because they made a decision between him and Armstead, and I still think they made the wrong decision. But um, you know, Buckner was basically traded for Javon Kinlaw, which means they basically have to reset hit the reset button on defensive right. tackle, basically much cheaper contract wise. I get it, yeah. yeah. And that's I mean, teams have to make these tough decisions with the salary cap in place, so. Um, I, I think Buckner's situation's a little less only because I don't think he has the same talent surrounding him that he did in San Francisco. San Francisco has elite positions along that line pretty much all four spots. So, I mean, he's sharing the field with three potential all-pro players. You know, he's not going to have that in Indianapolis. He might have it behind him with Darius Leonard, but... In, in, alongside of him, he's got Justin Houston, who's getting up there in age. Uh, Kamiko Torre, we just talked about Danico Autry, right. Tyquan Lewis. I mean, these are not all pro players, at least not yet. I mean, you, you could maybe argue that we we haven't seen enough of them to tell what they're going to be. But you know, we saw Nick Bosa for a half a year, and we knew he was pretty good. Um, so Buckner is at two. Who is your number three? And it might not be a surprise. I think I think our first few are going to be chalk, pretty much. We'll see. Number three, I have Chris Jones. Yeah, me too. For the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, he is just in a superior pass rusher from the inside, and that's something you can't find at defensive tackle. Uh, and if you look at the playoffs last year, what he did down the stretch for them – was just unreal, especially in the Super Bowl. He pretty much just took over that game late in, the, late in the fourth quarter. And, you know, that's kind of what won them the game. I mean, his ability to rush from the inside and be a wrecking ball, I mean, that's just something you can't find. And, uh, you know, you got to hang on to a guy like that. So we'll see what they do with him. 
Yeah, he, he was a game changer in that game, and he he like like kind of alluded to. He almost, I mean, obviously the the offense had to come through on some big plays, but he defensively right. stuffed the Niners. Like he he basically kept them from moving the ball in that second half, um, almost almost single handedly, especially the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, he's my number three too. I think there's no no question. I think these top three are kind of. And maybe this fourth guy creeps into this tier. Let's see if we have the same number four. Who do you hey, have for? Ooh, I kind of started waffling here, but right now I'm going to take Jonathan Allen for the Redskins with their position change. I think he kicks inside with Deron Payne. Um, I think he's the real deal there at defensive tackle for them. God dang it, Bobby. You know, for all the crying you were doing about how crazy this was going to be. Uh, we'll get there. It's coming. We're, we're, four, we're four for four here. I got Jonathan Allen. I think him, hey, he is kicking. Great minds, man. Great minds. He, he's kicking inside uh, technically on myfantasyleague.com. Um, he may still be a defensive end on some of your leagues or defensive line, whatever he's designated. Uh, he's a very good player, and he's going to be – surrounded by talent similar to what DeForest Buckner was surrounded by last year. You know, I think this Washington is one of my favorite across the board. That front four with the addition of Chase Young, they have Montez Sweat, they have Jonathan Allen. Yeah, I mean, you really could. I mean, they're backups with Ryan Kerrigan, with Matt Ioannidis, and you know, and who's to say that they're backups? Maybe they start this year. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got six guys across that front four that's going to dominate, and I think those six are all fantasy relevant. I really do. Yeah, Ioannidis is the only one that I'm a little leery about. I mean, I think he'll be the spell for for Allen and and Deron Payne, right? But, but I think there's value there. With I think him. there is value. I, there. I, I really do, because I think certain situations, you know, you could bring in. You could have six linemen on the field at one time, and like, right? It's crazy how much talent they have along the front end. I think I still think one of them probably is a cap casualty of some sort. Um, so and I think it for me, I think that's gotta be Kerrigan. I really do. Uh, yeah, I think it comes just after because this of year. his age. I think it comes after yeah, this year too. because I think they still like he still can play. I mean, he's not like falling off a cliff. So, right. But anyway, uh, how about your number five? Let's see if we stop agreeing here. (laughs) Shoot. Why now? Why now? I mean, we've been four for four. Let's keep it going. Uh, my boy, Ed Oliver. I know he's kind of suspended this year. Kind of hurts his immediate value. (laughs) <laughs> but long term, he's the man, and with with the pieces that they're putting around him, I think he's only going to get better. We have not even seen the top end of him yet. Yeah, and I I think I he's on my list. I have him at ten right now. Oh, and, hater! Well, I mean, there's a lot oh, of good players. Hater. I got a lot of good players ahead of him. Um. I think yeah, we saw we'll some of what he can do. Uh, I think he's got to get more consistent. Right. 
he does he is playing with some decent talent alongside of him um but yeah i just i actually prefer the guy that you guys drafted and and maybe this is a, a tweener kind of thing like aaron donald uh jeffrey simmons i have jeffrey Christ. simmons at five and i made a trade earlier this year for jeffrey simmons because and i traded out oliver away so i i prefer simmons over oliver um it's it's close it's that's not very much difference i consider them in the same tier uh but i got simmons ahead of oliver right so that may be a hot take i don't know but well, i don't really see. deal in hot takes but uh, simmons in half of a year did just about as much as that oliver did in the whole year so um so you know when you can get the production <laughs> that Simmons got. Now, Simmons did benefit from playing alongside of a, of a dominant force of Jarrell Casey, too, so that's that's gone. You know, He's now got Vic Beasley next to him, which is a big, big difference. Uh, so we'll see how Simmons does when he's the guy, uh, but I think he's got the talent and skills, and he'll be fully healthy uh, coming into this season. How about your number six? Yeah, and I agree with that. I've got Simmons actually at number six. Uh, really love him. Sorry, just play, <laughs> playing with buttons tonight. It's all right. Uh, you know, I think you're you're exactly right. What he did in basically a half a season was amazing, um, and I think that is exactly why the Titans let Jarrell Casey go now. Will that have an effect on him? I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. But look back before Simmons got there. Casey was the guy up front and the only guy up front. They've had yeah. a number of people around him, and he was still able to, able to produce. So I think with Casey going, I think Simmons takes over. And I don't see a really a big drop-off. They're, they're putting some good pieces around him, mm-hmm. you know, with Landry – if they get clowny, uh, you know, their linebackers with Evans and them, I like Simmons. He's young. He's a first-year player. And, you know, last year at this time when the draft was going on, many people thought he was a top ten, even a top five pick. But his injury. Yeah. But those injuries drove him down. So, And the Titans were like, you know what, if you're going to let him fall to us, we'll take him. And I think it was a great pick for them. I think it's a great – choice for idp fantasy owners especially in those d tackle premium leagues i mean he's an elite guy i mean whether you got him in your top five or whether he's in your top 12 that tells you all you need to know about him he's going to put up points for you yeah and i want to real quick before we um get too far um jarell casey is considered a defensive end for me so he may yes. not be for some people in some leagues, but so you're not going to hear Jarrell Casey's name mentioned today because right. of how he's kind of lined up in there. So um, my number six is a guy we were talking about <laughs> off air that you were about ready to like throw your headphones across the room <laughs> or something. Uh, Grady, Grady Jarrett is my number six and you may disagree with it, but no, I do. Uh, nobody plays more at defensive tackle the last few seasons, and he's productive 
I mean, he's he's got seven and a half sacks last year. He's gone up every year in sacks, from what I've, if I'm remembering correctly. Right. And I don't see it stopping. He's still 27 years old, I think. He's got plenty of plenty of. Uh, he plays plenty of snaps, and he's he's a rarity at defensive tackle to play nearly every snap. Right. Um, he he is a and machine. I, you know. I'm not hating it. I don't think he's a top six guy because I have him at number 10. Um, he never comes off the field. And he's productive. But he, like you said, he never comes off the field. He does produce. And in fantasy and in the NFL, I mean, that's what you want. Somebody that you can leave on the field. Somebody that's going to give you production. I mean, so I'm not hating it. I just, I want to see him do it again. I want to see him repeat last year. Uh, and, while 27 is not old, there's some younger guys, Simmons, you know, <laughs> Buckner, uh, some guys like that, Ed Oliver, whatever. We'll see. I'm looking a little bit more long-term than maybe you are. But, uh, I mean, he's just, he's definitely a top 12 guy. I've got him at 10, and I can move him around a little bit. But, yeah, I like that pick. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think – who do you have at seven? Who's next? Oh, man. I'm going back to the well. I'm going to the – I'm going to take Deron Payne. I mean, you know, last year in that 3-4 scheme, he was one of the better nose tackle inside defensive tackles in the league. Um, switching to a 4-3, I think, for me, I think that personally helps him because – You've got that extra guy, which looks to be Jonathan Allen, going to be playing next to him. Then you're going to be surrounding those two with Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Matt Ioannidis, uh, Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, that Redskins front is just going to be lethal. I look for Payne to take a big step forward. And he has – you got to look at it this way. He has uh, experience playing alongside Jonathan Allen at Alabama. They know each other, so – and neither one of them is a slouch. Um, for me, I don't, you know, I just don't see how he takes a step back. You, you're not going to be able to guard that front four and double somebody. And if you do, somebody's going to be open. I don't care where along that front four it is, somebody's going to be open. Uh, Allen and Payne as your interior defensive lineman. That's that's a, that's a load right there. That's going to be hard to handle. Yeah, I don't have. You may not like this. I don't have pain in my top twelve. Oh my god, we're done. We're done. Let's just end the show right now. We might as well just quit. I know he's not really a uh, quote unquote nose tackle in, in the the you know four three anymore. Um, he's not. I mean, he's not really your. He's not really your quintessential 3-4 nose tackle, but look what he did as a 3-4 nose. I mean, he was effective. So you're going to slide him out to a 4-3 and put some better talent around him up front? It's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I don't like him. He's just outside of my uh, range. So. Hater! Maybe. That's <laughs> uh, seven. I have a, a guy who's who in some cases is actually getting called a defensive um, end, and that's Christian Wilkins. Okay. 
So I have Christian Wilkins sitting here um, at seven for me. Um, I just think that he is um, got a lot of potential. He's going to kind of be playing end a little bit. So I think that's a good place to kind of have him. Um, and I think this is an upside play. So maybe I'm projecting a little bit too much, but he had a pretty decent first year. Uh, maybe not all pro. Uh, but yeah, that's who I have. No, and I'm not hating it. I have Wilkins at eight, actually, right behind Payne. Okay. Um, I still Miami, bring up the stats here. But. Yeah, Miami's added a lot of pieces. I think Wilkins kind of struggled because, man, they were so deprived of talent on that side of the ball. Yeah, yeah so, Christian Wilkins' rookie year, two sacks. I yeah. Mean, not, not, didn't set the world on fire. Uh, I expect but, him to be much better, especially with the, the with the way they attack free agency. Yeah. You know, they got some veteran players, but I expect those guys to make him a little bit better, at least help him. So I think we've not seen the best of him just yet, so. Yep. Uh, who do you have at seven yourself there? I had Deron Payne at seven. Deron Payne, okay. So you have Wilkins at eight. So I have Sheldon Richardson at eight. Okay. Um, I could probably knock – in another year, he'd probably get knocked down a couple places just because he is starting to get up there in age. But he is still dominant. He's on a great line, um, which – apparently Jadavian Clowney doesn't want to play with but um, <laughs> taking a look at it you know it's I just think he's a good player and um, I think he's pretty consistent every year year in year out seems to have a very good um, season you know handful of sacks tackles 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 um, last season had three sacks Four passes defended, 43 tackles. Uh, so, you know, 43 tackles, that's his career high. So he's still right. producing. He's 29 years old. He's not, you know, 50. <laughs> right. You know, I know some, not... uh, some people, you know, you hit 29 and all of a sudden they fall off a cliff. That's true in some positions, but defensive tackle, you can play for years. If you're just a big right. dude. I mean, look at Vince Wilfork. He played till he was like 35 and still – could move people right and i'm not hating richardson i actually have him. he was the tough one for major grade uh i actually have him just outside my top 12 at 13 i think he's a little older than some of the other guys um he is but i still think he's got one to three years which is kind of what i base my dynasty rankings off of as the next one to three years yeah I i don't go much beyond that He's still effective. My dynasty rankings, I kind of look at it the next two to five. I'm a little bit different from you. I think if you're thinking one year, that's kind of a redraft, immediate impact. I'm kind of looking a little bit further ahead. Who can help me in the next two to five years? Um, I mean, everybody I've named, I mean, Richardson's still going to be around in five five years. He's only going to be 34 years old. Is he going to be a top guy? Probably not, but... Right. I get that. I do. Yeah. I mean, I still think in three years he can, I mean, he'll be 32, I believe. He'll be 
I still think he could be a productive player at 32. Um, so you had Wilkins at eight. How about nine? Who do you have at nine? Okay, so at nine, I have Kenny Clark. Okay. Um, very One of the more underrated defensive tackles in the league. Um, continues to produce. Um, would like to see them put a little bit more talent around him. But, uh, I mean, he's just he's just a solid defensive tackle. You know what you're going to get from him week to week. Yep, besides his rookie season, uh, five sacks, six sacks, and six sacks. Um, right. In his three seasons of major playing time, uh, 30 tackles and six, you know, five, six sacks. That's pretty good production on the D-tackle. Um, I have him sitting at 11. Okay. So uh, we're not off. A little bit, yeah. And um, the next guy that I have at number nine is a guy you like a lot. I know we've talked about him on the show, uh, and he has a new home now in Philadelphia, uh, Javon Hargrave. And Hargrave uh, actually didn't have as many sacks, but I think in Philly he's going to kind of get an opportunity to be more of a, a pass rusher than maybe he did in, you know, in the three four of Pittsburgh, right? So, I mean, a three four defensive tackle you don't expect much from. Move into a different system. He's got Fletcher Cox next to him. He's got Derek Barnett next to him. Um, I think he'll get some opportunities. Right. Uh, actually, I have Hargrave at number eleven. There you go. Um, I really like him. I think he, you know he showed his capability last year and potential in Pittsburgh when Stefan Tuitt went out and he filled in. I think you can put him in a starting role. He's going to dominate. I would put him up just a little bit higher, but there's a little bit of a log jam in Philadelphia. I mean, they've got Fletcher Cox. Uh, they've got Brandon Graham. They've got Derek Barnett. They've got Malik Jackson, who's still there. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a rotation this year. And then maybe next year you see him take on more of a full-time role, but I really like him, especially in a limited production role. He's he's a guy that, you know, if he maybe he's not a starter, but he's going to give you starting type production. And uh, anytime you can get a guy like that that's not a starter but can give you that type of production, I think you got to take it. And I think, you know, I think after this year it kind of sorts itself out, and maybe he will be a starter this year. I mean. It, it kind of looks like Graham and um, Barnett will be the starters at defensive end. So you've got Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox, and Javon Hargrave kind of doing a three-man rotation there. And I like that. That And that's something they've been known for in the past, you know. They always rotate guys and they get production from there. So, you know, I'm not hating it. I like it. He's still a young guy. I think it's a better fit for him than what was in uh, Pittsburgh because uh, he was playing behind it and uh, uh, Cameron Hayward. So I think it's a better opportunity for him. I think you'll see we've not seen the best of him yet either. Yeah, and I mean, Malik Jackson, they, they brought him in from Jacksonville last season and he never right. played because he got hurt in right. preseason, pretty sure. So, um, you know, they got him, I guess, as insurance that um 
But yeah, I agree. And he went to South Carolina State. Yes, sir. Home of also Darius Leonard. <laughs> so, Darius Leonard. South Carolina Boy, State. Some big names right there, ain't it? Yeah, South Carolina State bringing the bringing the heat. Uh, number ten, I had Ed Oliver, and number eleven, I had Kenny Clark. So your ten was who? My ten was Grady Jarrett. Jarrett, okay. And 11, uh, my, 11, my was... eleven was Javon Hargrave, which Javon we Hargrave. just talked about. And how about your number and then twelve? No... Yeah, my number twelve. Maybe this. Maybe this is where we disagree. I'm going to take Javon Kinlaw, and it was really a toss-up between him mm-hmm. and Derek Brown. But I think Javon Kinlaw can step in to that DeForest Buckner role. And, and I'm not saying he's going to be DeForest Buckner, but I think with the talent around him, especially with those linebackers, I think he's setting himself up for potentially a really good rookie season, a really good career. He's not going to have to step in there and carry the team. He can just be loose and play free, and uh, I'm liking it. I mean, with what they've got around him, he could be a real force. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. And I, I, I guess I could very well prefer him to my number twelve right now, and in, in, you know, kind of in a vacuum. Um, my number 12, real quick, and then we'll get back to Kinlaw because we had a listener question about Kinlaw and Brown. I think you just answered who you prefer. Um, but <laughs> I have Jerron Reed, and I, I think last year he was really hurt by getting suspended in the beginning of the year, and he never really got going. Um, he lost his number to Javian Clowney. You know, he's getting that back apparently because apparently Seattle's not signing Clowney. Um, so I think he gets a little bit of his, you know, he can go through a full training camp. He can start day one with the Seahawks. Um, you know, I just think Reed has a lot of potential. He can be a good pass rushing defensive tackle. Um, and right. you know, missing that time definitely did hurt him uh, production wise. But uh, I'm trying to bring up what he did. So you had Jerron Reed at 12? I had Jerron Reed at 12. And, yeah. and, I, and think, I liked him. I mean, that was a guy that I was kind of – you hear me say it each week. That's a guy that kind of moved up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had some suspension issues, a little bit older than some of the other guys, but I like him. I, th- I really think that 12 to 15 range or 12 to 16, there's a group there that you can really interchange. Yeah, I mean, Jerron Reed in 2018 had 10 and a half sacks. He, again, last year, barely uh, a factor, two and a half sacks. So I think you'll see a little bit more of a 2018 Jerron Reed. He's only 26. He's not that old. Well, wow, I was thinking he was 27 or 28 for some reason. No, I mean, yeah, well, he'll turn 27 in December, but... um, so that about wrap it up. I mean, these guys, you want to look for guys that produce consistently. Obviously, some of these guys uh, get higher sack numbers. Those can't really be counted on. Right. But they, they will hit you big, especially 
Um, I know some of the leagues that we play in are defensive tackles, um, like premium, that kind of make it important, like tight end premium. And in those leagues, man, if you get a sack for like 10 yards and, and your, your scoring has a QB hit, tackle for loss, sack, and sack yardage, I know a couple leagues I'm in, you get all that stuff for defensive tackles and you can score like 50 points on one sack. So it really does make it worth it. So, you know, check your scoring. I mean, obviously not every league does that, but leagues that are trying to, I guess, bridge the gap and make these positions important, especially defensive tackle, because it seems like, you know, most people are under the you know, same as me, if, if you don't need a defensive tackle, I'm drafting ends and hoping for sacks. Um, whereas wow. some of these guys in the interior can push through. Um, now, this interior did lose a few people. Quentin Williams is now considered a defensive end. Um, and some other guys. They did gain some. The Washington guys, they gained. Uh, but they also lost some wow. guys to end. Um some of these guys i'm probably looking at the wrong league because we're using um, <laughs> well we're using the um true position right which is another thing we'll have to talk about one of these days um we'll, we'll get an expert in true position on and they can talk about that for days i'm sure uh but going back to the the rookies talk you mentioned that you have Javon Kinlaw at number 12. Uh, I do. And, and you had two guys drafted in the first round that were defensive tackles. You had uh, Derek Brown at 7 and Javon Kinlaw at 14. Uh, and you, you've already stated, uh, IDP-wise, you'd prefer to have Kinlaw. I, I tend to I agree. Think so, due to the situation and the talent around him, I really do. No, that's not to say that you know, I, I would take Derek Brown and be happy with it because I would. I think he's going to be a beast down there. Um, but there's something to be said for having that talent around you among that offense or defensive line. And you're basically taking DeForest Buckner out and putting Ken Law in, and that's what the trade resulted in. You know, they traded Buckner away, took that pick, and they took Ken Law. Well, you, you forget me, they swindled the, the Buccaneers out of a out a couple of draft picks to move up on the spot. <laughs> well, they did, but I mean, you know, and you know when you're looking at it, they traded Buckner away to get Kinlaw, and I don't think there's a huge drop off there. I mean, with the talent around him, especially with that front four with Eric Armstead, with Nick Bosa, with I don't know if Solomon, Solomon Thomas there. I know he's not a big name. He's but still there. They he's, have depth he's there. Still around. And then you got to factor in those linebackers. Greenlaw, Warner, Quan Alexander. That makes a big difference on that front four. And I just and while I like Derek Brown, and I think Derek Brown is probably the better talent than Kenlaw, I just don't think he has the better team around him right now overall. Yeah, and you know, I think Ken. I think Derek Brown is. I'm going to tell you, I watched Derek Brown in the bowl game. Mm -hmm. That dude's a freaking beast. 
he was manhandling people. I mean, they were triple and double teaming him all game long, and that's something you got to account for. I'm not saying that Kenlaw's not, but Derek Brown is a freaking beast. But does Carolina have that overall front seven, those front four and those three linebackers? Do they have what San Francisco does? I don't think so. Therefore, I think I, I have to give Kenlaw in IDP terms, I think I have to give him a little bit of an advantage over Brown. Me personally, I would take Brown. If if you put Brown in San Francisco, that's a no-brainer. I probably put Brown inside my top ten if he's in San Francisco. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing to bring up. Um, if he if they switched houses or in homes, then I, I think you might go with with right. Brown. I think Brown is going to face so many double teams and possibly triple do. teams really that do. his ceiling is limited in IDP. Um, he's a dominant player, and he, he can kind of right. tear through two people too. So I think he will be a starter for IDP. I, I don't think he's doing it year one necessarily, um, but as he grows into an NFL player, I think towards the end of the season you'll see him start to show his dominance. Um, you, know, you wouldn't mind getting on that train now because, I mean, Right. His potential being as disruptive, you know, and you know, and you know, some honestly, people might call us blasphemous, but he could be just as disruptive as Aaron Donald is. Right, and it's it's almost nitpicking between him and Kenlaw. It really is. I think it is. I think, and I don't think that you, I don't think that you go wrong if you pick either one. I really don't. I think it's a preference thing, but for me, breaking it down, I think Kenlaw as of now, has a better front seven around him. And when I say front seven, that front four and those three linebackers, I think it's just a little bit better than what Brown has. Brown's the better talent. He, I'm, I'm telling you, I watched that bowl game, and he, he was a beast, dude. If they didn't focus the attention that they did to him, he would have wrecked that whole game. And he almost did it anyway. Um uh, he is a beast. That's all I can say. You, if Carolina can put the kind of team around him that San Francisco has, it's a no-brainer. And like I said, you, you switch him and Ken Long, teams that drafted him, if Brown's in San Francisco, I think he's easily a top ten. Easily. Yeah, and I, I kind of tend to agree. His landing spot um, helped him Right. Definitely go up a little bit in my eyes. Um, honestly, I I could be – I think last year with the, the four big D tackles that came out, honestly, you can say Simmons is probably the only one that met the hype. Oliver, Oliver didn't do very well. Wilkins had an okay season. Um not Tomlinson, Derek, uh, Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, yeah. He had an okay season. And I still like him. I think he's, you know, in that next tier after 12. Uh, probably in with Kinlaw and Brown in that next tier after the top 12. So I, I kind of see those guys as kind of being uh, similar. Again, I want to kind of see Brown. I want to kind of see Kinlaw to see 
you know, where they sit. Because I think last year, D-Tackle was tremendously over-drafted in rookie drafts. And I, yeah. I, I have stayed away from D-Tackle for the most part. Um, one other mention we had um, at Fat Adam Schefter, which is a great Twitter handle, um, mentioned his love <laughs> for Justin Matabuke. And I do like Matabuke. And he's, yes. he's a good. He, you can get him in the sixth or seventh round, pretty much of any draft. Oh God, you want. the so, value you you can get him in rookie drafts is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy where he's been taken. I mean, it's super late. It's super late, and you know, this year, I'm not sure how much playing time he's due to get um because i'm not sure you know campbell's obviously gonna play they have michael pierce there they have a few other guys i'm bringing up the chart now to kind of look um they, they have players that can play he's not got to play that much i mean they have brandon williams uh they brought in Derek wolf too and class campbell will probably be your starters uh, you have Dalen Mack they drafted last season. You have Justin Ellis they brought in last season. Um, I'm not sure if this is a misprint. They got Patrick Ricard listed as a defensive end here. Isn't he their fullback? <laughs> is he playing some defensive end too? I think he plays a little bit of everything, but yeah. Uh, he, he might. Uh, Jihad Ward is another defensive tackle they have. Broderick Washington Jr. they drafted. Um, so Matabuke could be one of those tweener tackle ends because being at 3-4, it's going to matter where yeah. he is uh, positioned, des- designated. Um, I mean, he was drafted as kind of a defensive tackle. So looking at defensive right. tackle there. Um, I do like him as a talent. Uh, he was from Texas A&M, I believe, is, is where he came from. Hmm? What? Go ahead. Go ahead. What, Just what are you doing? <laughs> anyway. He was from Texas Just A&M, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Time out. All right. So, anyways, uh, Matabuke is good talent. And I think he will, you know, like I said, you can get him real late. And, you know, I'd stash him on the taxi squad for maybe a year and let him develop there. And then you got a starter once those older vets kind of move on. So that's about it. Um, that's about all we have for this show. We are going to hop on, well, not hop on, we're already here, uh, and do a Patreon show. So, again, if you're interested in the Patreon, go to patreon.com, sign up to be a patron. Uh, we'd love to have you. We'd love to build that community and, um, you know, help out the podcast in, in uh, some way, shape, or form. We are offering you some different things uh, obviously the one thing that we are excited to bring i know daryl has been asking about doing this forever is the um 
Patreon episodes where we can kind of go a little unfiltered because they are basically all, you know, whatever, whatever you want to talk <laughs> about. You can let us know what you want to talk about and we can cover it on a Patreon episode and kind of tailor it uh, to what you want. Um, but the And the best thing about the Patreon, of course, is you get more Hollywood. I mean, it's a no it's a no brainer. Why wouldn't you sign up for that? I mean, come on. Unfiltered Hollywood. Unfiltered That's what Hollywood. you need in your life. It's scary. Yes. Scary thought that is anyway the you know i'm episodes, sitting here and I'm, I'm looking at dan right now and there's a gleam in his eye when i say unfiltered hollywood he lights up like a christmas tree he wants it you want it do it because i get unfiltered hollywood all the time and <laughs> the people don't know what they're getting uh but anyway damn don't scare them away well in, in a good way i mean they get they get the the extreme uh raging but anyway uh the first tier <laughs> is the bonus episode so if you just want to listen to the bonus episodes uh hit us up with the first tier the second tier uh we will break down your roster so if you want to have you know if you have 20 leagues then give us one every month if you want to look at you must have re-look at the same one a month from now whatever um, but you know, if you have 20 different leagues and you want us to break down a different one every month, we're more than happy to do that. Sure. Uh, we'll both kind of take a look at your roster. Maybe we'll ask, to, we'll kind of ask to get some screenshots of maybe people available, um, scoring, obviously, you know, I hate, I know that's kind of a word that everybody's sick of hearing at IDP, but we kind of need to know your scoring, uh, you know, and even if, you know, you share your screen with us or whatever, we can kind of look at your roster and kind of go over it kind of in a Google Hangout or a Meet. Um, and we'll break it down for you. I mean, it can be a Patreon episode if we, you know, you just want us to talk about your roster. We can do that in the Patreon episode as well, kind of um, double. And then the uh, all-access VIP patrons, they get... The bonus episodes they get the personalized breakdown and a monthly ask me anything which is basically a uh a group chat and also once a month we'll kind of open up the questions um i guess the gloves come off there i mean obviously uh nothing too uh nothing too personal i guess hey fire away i'll answer it i might i'll not. answer it <laughs> I'll answer most things, um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be football related. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously Daryl's a huge uh, music person. He uh, he goes crazy with the music on the weekends, hey, especially. Hit me with the music. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. Um, Fancy football, football music, alcohol. Hey, I'm good. I got you. Other sports, I'm pretty knowledgeable. Uh, whatever, life life questions just again you know dear god dan will be talking to you about freaking i don't know freaking foosball or some shit i don't know i don't do foosball i I will try to check out some actually that was probably today thursday night footy the rugby (laughs) 
I need some sports in my life here. I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up tomorrow God. morning and see what's on uh, overseas. I, I'm dying without sports. I'm with you. This not having sports is driving me freaking insane. It is. But let's uh, wrap this episode up. I don't think I have anything else. Do you have anything else? To no, I'm done. I'm tired over? of talking to you. Let's get on to the good stuff. Well, I was gonna say we're not. Hope you're not too <laughs> tired of talking to me because uh, we gotta tape another episode after this. Well, you know, my Patreons, I like my Patreons, you know, because clearly if they're paying to hear what I want to say, I'm going to give it to them. You, not so much. I don't care what you say. Well, as our, our good buddy Shane always says. Uh, Shane? He, I don't even like Shane. Shane always says, you know, he, he likes the Patreons better than everybody else. Cause well, he, you know, a patron, Shane's so. a douche tart, you know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Shane's one of my good guys. I love Shane. I'm just saying. He loves the... the I was listening to the HQ. Is he a Patreon? Is uh, Shane... Is that Shane the worst a Patreon? I'm going to call I him out right now. I highly doubt Twitter. he's going to be a patron of an IDP show. Oh, it's going to happen. I'm calling him out right now. Right now. I'm calling him out. But anyway, outro music's playing. We will talk to y'all <laughs> next week. Good night now. Go Hawks. Tighten up. Got a Patreon show coming up in a few minutes. Are you ready? I thought that was next week.
Jesus. Uh, well, I was about this to say, is your. If I knew that you could drop the f bomb, I would have done it in the first minute of the well, podcast. In, <laughs> in my defense, I tried as hard as I could, but you just wouldn't see. You poke the bear every damn week. The thing that set him over the edge, right there. Yeah, every, it's it's every week. He's like, "Don't be dropping no f bombs," and he just keeps poke, 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 poke. <laughs> No, oh, Jesus. See, it's coming. I can feel it coming right now. It's fixing to happen. Oh, my God. Help me. Oh. Yeah, he jumps on me, but he's the cult. He's the cult. He's he, poking he, the bear. He's like. Exactly. Yeah. And more f No. <laughs> See, she gets it. Again, she gets it. No, I'm just going from personal experience, not like I'm, I'm one person. I'm not the people. So, see what I've learned tonight is, Dane, you're fired. Casey, you're hired. Oh, <laughs> say it. Join his Patreon. Exactly. No. Oh, I'm guaranteed at least 12 f bombs if you join the Patreon. Absolutely. Oh, I promise you, there's 12 coming. I promise you. Because Dan's going to poke that many times. And a hilltop. Uh, <laughs> and a hand. Uh, we've got a trigger word. <laughs> <laughs> trigger word, yeah. Safe word and trigger word. That's Those are two are not the same. Jesus. See, see, see what I have to put up with. He never lets me have any fun. Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah. A little bit of balance. Too much fun, not enough fun. There you go. Dan, you're fired. Casey, you're hired. Sweet. Got so much time <laughs> on my hands right now. <laughs> oh man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. But I enjoy talking to you guys and uh, yeah. getting a little bit of, you know, peek behind the curtain and figure out, you know, IDP isn't as scary as. No, one it's not. Well, the starting out of IDP isn't as scary. The the stuff you're talking about with the, <laughs> the whatever toilet, kitchen, refrigerator, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know that's got to be the name of the show toilet kitchen right there that's got to be <laughs> it it's got to be it <laughs> oh man oh thank you no yes. for sure it was good it was a it was a blast yeah that's all i mean that's the most entertaining you know you don't want to listen to a boring podcast so. i try to have fun yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. <laughs> it's there. There you go. There you go. That's what the people came for, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <The> one set. <laughs> you got the it. You got set. it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah.
Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, I put my music on and and the just adult beverages get flowing and sometimes I hit the zone and it's on, so. Yes, when you're in that zone, I, I mean, yeah. there'll be like times where I put out like three articles in one exactly. week. And there's times where I'm like, I don't, I, I, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. There's sometimes I'm like, I'm just like. Hmm. See, I can't. I, I'm always looking at everything, and it's just like I'm roadblocked to hell for like a week, and then all of a sudden it, and hmm. then all of a sudden it just like the dam breaks, and I open up, and I'm just like, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> we have outro music. <laughs> I I can't hear it. Imagine that. I can't hear it. I do hear it. I'm playing my own music. See, really? See, he, he just pokes every time. Tighten up. See, I'm I'm dropping it. I don't care if you like.